Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I'm, I'm super excited, man. We got a great show tonight. Tonight's show is titled, You Might Just Be a Hater. <laughs> um, I got my brother, I got my brother along with me tonight. Um, we're gonna talk about some stuff, you know. Some of y'all might be looking at the title, like, what what in the world does this mean? <laughs> but we go dive in. Um, but I want to first introduce my brother, uh David, aka King David the Vessel Eagles, my brother from another mother, man. We've been knowing each other for years, talented poet, Christian rapper. Um, more importantly, man of God, husband and father. And for you guys who follow the Path of Revelation podcast, y'all already know, I, I just don't have anybody on the show. You know, um, for me, it's not all, it's not all about the big names and, and things of that nature. For me, my goal is always substance and to have people of integrity and people that are going to feed you on this show. And so I'm excited about tonight. Um, my brother, uh, King David, man, how you doing, man? man welcome to the bro, welcome to the show, you. man. Having me on, what's, man. I'm looking forward to it, bro. What's good, man? How, how's everything been, man? What, what's everything new? Everything good, man. Busy, but uh, but good, man. God is faithful, so. Now, now I know. I, that's what's up, man. I, I've been seeing you drop a few songs as well, man. Anything um else in the works right now or you just really just been promoting the singles and that you've been dropping uh actually uh got a full length project in the works prayerfully we'll get a chance to drop it uh before <clears throat> the year is out uh got another single coming uh towards the end of september so just uh keeping busy man and and and, and following instruction you know what i mean that's what's up man well look man I i'm i'm really excited to have you on tonight um really you know, the whole concept of tonight's show is really, I want to deal with um, the topic of uh, forgiveness and how sometimes we wrestle with unforgiveness, um, the spirit of offense and things of that nature. There's a lot of people who have experienced trauma and just things that have happened in their life and uh, unforgiveness is something that they really wrestle with, you know. Um, on last show, I had a um, mouthpiece on some of y'all, you probably saw it. And one of the things that one of the points that he made that was um, a real point that I really felt was he talked about unforgiveness. And he said, some people um, feel a right to hold on to unforgiveness because they were legitimately done wrong. Mm -hmm. um, so and, and, and that's a real thing, especially when you deal with uh, abuse and forms of abuse like rape and and just different things. Um, but we know as as children of God, we're commanded to forgive. And so in a lot of instances, it's it could be easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know, you know. And so um, kind of where I want to start tonight is kind of a lot of the things that we've been through in the last year or so in 2020, you know, with the high racial tension, the high uh, political tension, and and even, um, in my opinion, how the divide in the world uh, showed its head in the church, you know, yeah. and 
you know, with the with the racial issues and things of that nature. And so um, I really think that um, the world is more self-righteous than it's ever been. Mm. Um, and I could be wrong about that. Mm. And maybe it's just <laughs> me as I get older and, and I mature, but I feel like the world is the most self-righteous um, that it's ever been. And most people are in denial about the, about the fact that they're haters. <laughs> yeah. and, and what I mean by that is we are, it's almost like we, we become experts at, at pointing out what's wrong with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I made a post, I believe yesterday that said something along the lines of social media is full of damaged people talking about how damaged other people are and you know what i'm saying i feel like that's that that kind of sums up a a big part of what social media is and and how people are we're always it's it's the democrats versus the republicans it's black people versus white people and you know everybody's taking pride in themselves and 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 i really just been i had just been praying like man where's all this coming from? Like, you know what I'm saying? Things like this don't just happen overnight. You see what I'm saying? I believe hard times, um, hard situations only reveal what's what's already in us. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And so um, one of the things that I believe the Lord has been dealing with me a lot about lately is how the things, how we see people respond even how we respond sometimes um everybody's so easily offended and and i believe a big reason why everybody's uh, a lot of people are so easily offended is because people have harbored unforgiveness in their hearts people have harbored um offense in their heart and so man what do you think about that man what what are some of your thoughts on on that so uh all good points um i definitely agree um on uh multiple fronts one with regards to the self-righteousness but we'll work backwards in regards to like your last point um it's very easy to be offended when there is unforgiveness in play because not only is there whatever the event is whatever the offense was whatever that trauma was or whatever that quote-unquote trigger was not only is that there but then you're also you're looking at you know pride you're looking at all of these other things that are involved um and the lack of accountability in terms of individuals understanding or wanting to know or being presented with the fact that hey this is something that you need to address um or it's going to continue to address you and it's going to show up in your situations, in your circumstances, in your relationships and the things that you're trying to do in your endeavors. You know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur now. Um, but wherever you go, you take with you what's in you. And so it's important, you know, that, that we take a look at that. So it's easy to be offended when that unforgiveness is there. Um, Like you mentioned earlier, individuals feel as though they have a right to hold on to the trauma. They have a right to hold on to. um, It's it's kind of something that the enemy does. Um, And this is regardless across the board, because his desire 
um, his general desire for everybody is the same. Disconnection right. from God, disconnection from their identity, um, you know, in God through Christ. Um, and so whether saved or not, a lot of the tools are the same. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to put up the blinders. It's easy to build a defense that isn't really a defense at all. Um, you know, you end up keeping yourself from more good than you do protecting yourself from harm um, because the defense right. is built on your strength and on your abilities. And we don't understand how truly limited we are um, to protect ourselves <clears throat> and right. not naturally in terms of physically, but emotionally and spiritually outside of relationship with God and in and, and Christ. We, we, we don't know how limited we are to be able to in all reality defend, right right you know what i'm saying like in our minds and this is where a lot of this stuff goes on in our minds because sometimes it's not even real offense and we can talk about that as well again there's a lot of arms and legs um in regards yeah. but you know imaginations are something else and this is why you know the scripture tells us cast them down Address them exactly what they're yeah. doing to you is they're ministering to you things that are contrary to the knowledge of God. They're right, setting right. up and enthroning an idol here for you. And that idol is, hey, you did me wrong. Whether it was, you know, we somebody walked past me, they didn't speak to me. Never mind right. that I didn't say anything to them, but the enemy has me <laughs> in my feelings to where I'm offended that, hey, you didn't speak to me first. What's going on? Did they really do right, something to right. you? Right, or right. Is there some already premeditated, some setup in your heart that's looking for offense? You talked about us being overly critical of individuals and kind of finger uh, pointing and faults finding, and which, which again is a, a another spirit. All of this stuff supernatural, and so it's it's unfortunate because we allow these other platforms. So that self righteousness you talked about in the beginning, yeah, it's easy. Why? Because none of these outlets are vetted. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a church home. You don't have to have a pastor. You don't have to have somebody who's commissioned you to go Ooh. forward. You got social media. You got thumbs. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep mm. you, you got something to say and, and it's over with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so none of this stuff hey. is vetted, bro. Yeah. So, so, so listen, man. I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting us to, to jump right uh, like that fast. <laughs> but listen, what you what you talking about is so true, man. It's so true. But but I wanna I wanna kind of we gonna come back here, but I wanna kind of re reverse a little bit because yeah. when when I when I talk about when I when I hear the topic of forgiveness and unforgiveness comes up. The first thing I think of is the roots mm -hmm. and, and something that I said <clears throat> last show was a lot of times we're swinging at branches, but we're missing the root. Yeah. And so when we get down to the root of offense, the spirit of offense, meaning like you're usually people who are offended by everything or just just angry, always looking for something wrong. That's usually a sign of a spirit of unforgiveness. And usually it's something that has taken place in their past. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, and, and from that root 
grows branches mm -hmm. that that begins to affect every area of their life and and one of the things i want to say if um for those who are watching or, or going to be watching if you're dealing with unforgiveness one of the things that we one of the mistakes i think a lot of times we make david is when it comes to um forgiveness you might have to forgive a father or a mother you know maybe your father wasn't in your life maybe he abandoned you and your fam your mom or whatever <clears throat> or your mother wasn't who she was supposed to be we we experience different traumas in our life and those things hurt because they're not fair mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. and, and and what happens is we think we're entitled to hold grudges against people mm -hmm. when you do me wrong i don't have to forgive you because you did me wrong and so i think we need a better christology mm. we need to understand what jesus actually did for us man like you know I made a note. I said, the more you understand God's grace and mercy towards you, the harder it becomes to hold unforgiveness in your heart yeah, towards yeah, others. Yeah. But a lot of times we don't really understand what Jesus actually did for us. We we know like everybody like, oh, he died on the cross for my sins. Sometimes we forget forget that Jesus didn't just die on the cross for our sins. He didn't just die for us, but he actually lived for us and when i say live for us not like we live unto god but he 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 became a man yeah he he the bible uh says in hebrews 4 verse 15 that he was tempted as we are tempted mm -hmm. uh in all manners as yeah. we at work are tempted yet without sin so now we can come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain grace and mercy in the time of need, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times when we approach, I think, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, I think a lot of times when we approach the topic of uh, forgiveness and unforgiveness, we automatically look at forgiveness as something that we have to do in our own power, in our own ability. And just like salvation is a gift and it's not of ourselves, forgiveness is a gift and a byproduct of that salvation. It's a part of allowing Christ to be formed in us. Mm -hmm. And so it's not by power mm -hmm. nor by might, but by the spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to allow the spirit of God to give us a revelation of Jesus. Give yeah. us a revelation of the love of God, and we can see that, hey, man, yet while I was in sin, Christ died for me. Yeah. I didn't do anything to earn his love. I didn't do anything to earn his mercy. Actually, I did the opposite. I, I deserve the wrath of God. I deserve hell, yet he came and died for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 part of what happens when one kind of time and space get in between where we were and where we are. And I say that both for the believer and for the non-believer. 
because the world right. fraudulently wants us to believe that time heals all wounds, and that's not true. Hence, we will mm. be talking about unforgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Right, time right. Has nothing to do. There are folks who go to their grave with grudges and just refuse to forgive individuals. Then there's individuals mm. who hold grudges until somebody passes, and then by the time they pass, it becomes too late for you to address that situation specifically with them. So time does not help aid in this. So we right. get comfortable. I like that. Further away we get Man. from the incident or the instance. And the longer we hold the grudge, the more comfortable. So it's it's a security and, blanket. And look, some people, they say time heals all wounds. Some people actually become worse with time. Bro, because a little leaven leavens the entire month so it works throughout the entire so again i and and this is what people don't realize i can't move everything reproduces after its own kind so you talked about the root and the tree and in the branches and all of these things spreading out guess what everything in my life is tied to that root so whatever's at mm. the root whatever is at the root whatever is anchoring the tree is feeding everything that's being touched by an extension so the fruit that's being born is fruit that's all tainted with this hint of grudge, this hint of unforgiveness that I have. So if it right. tastes a little funny when you get it, that's because it's being filtered through this unforgiveness. So when the advice that I'm giving you comes off as skewered and it's not purely the gospel, it's a gospel that I've constructed based on what I've been through then that means Man. It's, it's being filtered through this unforgiveness that I have. And this is what we don't understand. Things don't just leave. We have to make them go. It's not going to disappear on its own. We have oh, to boy. address it. We got to address it. We, it it's, we're, Satan is not a gentleman. You know what I'm saying? Like so, <laughs> When we talk about this stuff, he ain't just going to be like, okay, you know what? I, I rolled you enough. You've been through enough. I, I've dealt with you enough in regards to this. I'm gonna leave you alone and and, and let you have peace. Except he doesn't operate like that. So right. the things that are the fruit of sin, they they don't operate like that. So unforgiveness and offense and grudges aren't just going to get up and walk away on their own. They have to be addressed. So like you said, getting that perspective of who we're supposed to be in Christ, and again. This is for the unbeliever as well as the believer, because, again, for the unbeliever, you think that the out of sight, out of mind. But that's not true. Out of sight doesn't mean out of heart. It's still there. And so for, yeah. the, unbeliever, for the believer, it's dangerous because you're going to stunt your growth. And again, we can talk about other aspects of that. Level, but we have to have a better idea of what salvation encompasses. And this right, is a right. major part of it because without this, everything else stops. When you said, I can't, okay, I cannot forgive. I don't know how to forgive without understanding, again, and having this relationship with God. When Jesus in Luke 17, and it's funny, you know, we brought this up as one of the uh, scriptures I sent you earlier. Jesus talked to him about unforgiveness. And Peter thought, man, yo, I'm doing a, a great job if I forgive my enemy 70 times, seven. I, I think this is a great thing. Well, uh, just seven, seven times. Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. And their response to him wasn't, okay, Lord, you know, change our hearts. Like they said, increase our faith. 
Mm. It's our ability to be able, we, we got to go deeper because where our flesh is right now, we're not at a place to do 70 times seven. We're not at a right. place to remember where we were. So back to that original point, like that time and that space gets in there and we forget where we've come from. And that's for the yeah. non-believer as well as the believer. We get so comfortable at where we are presently, baggage and all, dysfunction and all, we forget from where we come. So not only is it difficult for us to want to forgive, to, 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 to be able to let certain things go, but we don't want to at that point. We right, don't want right. to. Again, this is our this is our security blanket. You know what? You know what? You said something. You said a whole lot of good things, a, a lot of powerful things in what you said. But you mentioned something about the church. And, and I, I want to deal with the church aspect, you know, um, a component that I started talking about um, in the beginning of our conversation. But the church, you know, as we look at the world, everybody's fighting and then now the church when you when you hop on social media i don't know about you you know i have i have non-christian friends on social media and in real life as well but the majority of a lot a large number of the people on my social media is is christians or professing christians mm. and we be fighting like dogs man over stupid stuff like just fighting over like cats and dogs over things. And it's like, man, it's a spirit of offense. It's a spirit of really unforgiveness. And 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 one of the things that I made a Facebook post uh, the other day, I said, we love sermons about our haters and wonder why we struggle with unforgiveness. I said that because I think that a lot of our churches, a lot of leaders also play a part in this. When we get away from focusing on the gospel, focusing on Jesus, it's funny how we can make the scriptures about us, Bro. about us and overcoming our haters you know we got haters man you gotta go bless you in the midst of your haters and we get we we get so excited about proving people wrong it's like uh, man god god that, god, god is not glorified by that amen. and so and so um even when i think about a few scriptures that that we take out of context like um psalms 23 when, when it's talking about, yea, though I walk through the valley of death, and, and, and I think around like verse four, it, he says, I prepare um, a, um, a feast in the presence of thine My enemies, enemies. Mm -hmm. right? And then he, he talks about like, yeah, God is vindicating David. Yes, God is blessing him, but our pettiness gets a hold of the scriptures and, and we make it about <laughs> God is about to about to make me stunt in front of my haters, and we make it about us. Yeah, and not and not about glorifying God. Listen, I tell a testimony. Right, a couple of years ago, I'll say probably about three years ago, two two or three years ago, me and me and my family we went through a hard financial crisis. You know, 
it got to a point where we was about to lose our house, you know, our first house. You know, by the grace of God, we just bought this house that we're in. By the, by the glory of God, we're in the process of selling our old house. But the house that we're in the process of selling, we almost lost to foreclosure, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? We almost, it's the only thing, man. Can they, I'll answer that, Amar. Um, We almost lost our, our house um, in foreclosure, right? And here's here's what happened. The, the gentleman that we were um, purchasing the house from, um, shared some stuff with people about our situation that we didn't want to know about our situation. So we had people knowing that about our hard financial struggles, Mm. knowing that we about to lose the house. And, and, Mm. and so we went through a part of where we were just embarrassed. Like, man, it was, it was shame there. Mm. And, and so God turned our situation like around, around, right and there was a temptation to be like oh yeah <laughs> right and god and it's like you know what but but through that god had built a character in us you know what i'm saying you don't want god to take you to another level with the old you <laughs> and he's so he's going to do it he's not going to he's do not that. Yeah, he's not going to do it, right? He's not going to do it. That's a whole nother show. Man. But but our approach to the whole situation was like, you know what, God? We, like, I don't post, like, that's why I don't post a lot of our our personal stuff online. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe certain things to be sacred, and I want to just be able to be in the moment and actually enjoy stuff. Like yeah. I don't want to be doing it for 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 a bunch of strangers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so that's a whole nother show too, right? Yeah. But a lot of times we take scriptures like that and be like, okay, God is preparing a feast in the presence of my enemies, and I'm about to I'm about to feast and show them. <laughs> the Bible don't say do that. Right. Another scripture that we take out of context: Psalms, uh, one, uh chapter one ten. Mm-hmm. Verse one. Oh, he's gonna make my enemies my, enemy. my footstool. <laughs> Listen to me, y'all. If you read, if you read Psalms chapter one ten, when you're done with this show, read it. Read it before you go to bed. Psalms one ten isn't even about us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a prophetic. prophetic it's a prophetic yeah. scripture about yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and when you read through. All of uh, uh, Psalms uh, 110, it's not even long. It's talking about how Jesus is coming back and he's going to make his enemies his footstool. The kings of the earth, the rulers of the earth are going to bow before him. Heads are going to be rolling for those who did not receive. It's a a prophetic uh, chapter in scripture about the coming judgment and reign of Christ. And so when we, what happens is we hear these sermons and hear these scriptures quoted out of context and our flesh gets a hold of these scriptures. And in, and when the church is supposed to be edifying us and challenging us, instead it's, it's feeding our flesh, mm-hmm. quote unquote, in the name of the Lord. Yeah. And that's part of what helps that self-righteousness. Um, yeah, we feel justified when we are in environments like that. 
Uh, one thing I'll say is this, though, and then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. We absolutely should put ourselves in the scriptures because I know that there are 100% reformed beliefs that feel as though that should not happen. You know what I'm saying? Fundamentalists who believe that that should not happen. But the Yeah, I'm not saying that at all. I just want to say that for the record. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. no. But, but the scriptures, the, the Bible is written to the church. It's written to the saints. There's more in this written to us than there is actually written to sinners. So this is for us, the people of God. We need to view this with it. So if I'm going to put myself in the scriptures, I got to put myself in all the scriptures, though. So I can't just put myself in the right. scriptures that bless me. I can't just put myself in the scriptures that make me feel like I'm something. Oh, you know, God, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all the I can ask or think according to the power. I can, I, but I got to put myself in the other scriptures as well. You know, let a man examine himself. I, I have to put myself in those scriptures also. So, again, the danger of that pick and choose where we are today. And I think it's first Timothy three talks about, you know, the itching ears. All right individuals and, and so when you talk about the sermons and the messages and the different things that are going on because we're dealing with freedom that's not established on god's structure we're dealing with a a fake liberty um mm. that we've decided to take upon ourselves when it comes to ministering what ultimately ends up being another gospel you know because it's because it's imbalanced because I'm giving right. you the upside, but I'm not addressing the part that causes you to be low so that you meet God in the middle and you become everything that you're supposed to. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the good parts. I'm trying to abstain from giving you the uncomfortable parts so that you grow, so that you mature. Because a lot of this boils down to immaturity. We don't let God mm. make us. We don't let him shape us, mold us. We don't let the potter take the stuff out of us so that we can be shaped and molded we complain to the potter just like the scripture says what right does the clay have to say to the potter why did you make me like this but we do that instead of allowing god to do what he wants to do right but what happens with these messages is that we actually end up making individuals victims instead of victors mm. How so? why because what we do with this is we keep encouraging individuals to rehash what they've gone through to hold on to that, to stay in that place. And what happens is that it never Man. challenges the individual to look at any part that they may have played in that scenario. And again, listen, Jesus said offenses will come. Not might, not maybe, like not offenses will come. Woe unto them who they come by. But listen, you're going to be offended. If you do this walk the right way, you are going to be offended, okay? So we can't control in a lot of instances whether or not we get hurt. What we can control is whether or not we stay hurt, whether or not we die mm. where we got injured. But now we're encouraging individuals to not be healed. But, hey, remember your wounds. Remember your scars. Idolize them. You use them as motivation. To, Listen, to... if you're being fueled by your haters, you're going to run out of gas. Because that's not enough to get you from where you are to where it is that God is trying to take you. At some point in time, listen, the people who have hurt you have moved on from it. Mm. They're not losing any sleep because they offended you. Listen, can I, go ahead, bro. Can I ask you a question? Certainly. If I'm fueled by 
supposed haters, because some of us think we got haters and nobody haters, but oh, that's our other show. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm fueled by my haters, David, does that make me a hater? Listen, so yes, you know why? Because you have adjoined yourself with with this belief, with this doctrine. And so now not only are you looking at those individuals a certain way, but now you find yourself looking at other people in the same way that other people were looking at you. It's impossible. And to them that are defiled, because you're defiled at this point, you review and you rehash what went on and what transpired over and over again. You let the enemy deal with you in regards to that thing. You look at scenarios, you prepare statements for individuals just in case you run into them. You have these conversations in your mind and these interactions about what you would say to so-and-so or what you would have said, or if I see them again, this is how I'm going to address it if this happens. God know that that situation, ever, but this is where you are in your mind. So now mm. you're, you're walking around with this stuff on you and in you. You're being oppressed and, and, and you won't admit it or acknowledge it or realize it so that, again, you can do something about it. So, yes, all of a sudden now the thing that I've hated, I've become because I've allowed the enemy to cause me to take rest in this place. And it's an ungodly rest. But I've built up, I've, I've set up shop here. I've, I've, I've established, I put an altar here. So again, this is what I worship. And if what's coming across the pulpit, if I'm in the church in truth and what's coming across the pulpit doesn't line up with this idol that I've erected, I'm gonna choose to, to dismiss that message. Ultimately, if I continue to sit there and things continue to be said to me, that don't challenge me to change and grow and tear that idol down, I'm going to end up leaving that ministry. I'm going to go somewhere that's going to stroke me unless, you know, God redeems me and delivers me from that reprobation. But yes, I've become what I hated all along because I wouldn't address what happened to me. And this is the story that happens to far too many individuals. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, what, one of the scriptures that comes to mind is Matthew chapter 6, uh, mm. verse 14, for it says, and this is Jesus talking, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So one of the prerequisites to being a Christian is walking in forgiveness. Getting forgiveness. Listen. Like, <laughs> that's, there's no that's way around. Jesus talk. That's, that's Jesus way. talking. <laughs> that's Jesus. <laughs> like, let them go. Let them go. Let it go. Let the situation go. But here's the other part of it, too, that doesn't get addressed as much and and, 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 and as consistently as the benefits that come from forgiveness mm, the benefits yeah. that come from forgiving from letting go from seeking forgiveness from a lot of you know, you know our pride not only encourages us to hold a grudge but it also keeps us from confessing our faults like james 5 says why what happens you can get healed confess your faults want to know that what that you might be healed but the pride says, I'm that's not, so I'm important. Not I'm not apologizing, but you're cutting off your miracle. 
but you wonder why you're you're sick. You wonder why life is stalled and you're running in place and you're stuck. And no matter what you try to do, even spiritually, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm seeking God. But if you've not positioned yourself to where God can tell you, hey, you need to forgive, mm. then you're 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 doing what's called an exercise in futility. Well, they say right. that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again and expecting different results. Right. You, you, you haven't <laughs> changed. And so no change is going to be the outcome. So the benefits of forgiveness have to be discussed. There are so many instances in scripture where individuals were forgiven and that forgiveness manifested. Now, just that scripture that you pulled up in Matthew 6 speaks volumes which says that okay in order for me to be uh for god to forgive me i've got to forgive other people we talk about i think it is also in uh matthew 9 with the guy who was in uh who was sick with the palsy all right and jesus is in the house and and then you know his buddies bring him they can't find a way to get him in they cut the roof out they drop him down jesus tells them his sins are forgiven wait a minute if matthew 6 says to us that i've got to forgive in order to be forgiven what part of this story don't we see mm. somehow somewhere this man had to give some forgiveness in order to be given forgiveness and what did the forgiveness do for him it made him take up his bed and walk he came in on a stretcher he walked out why because forgiveness was in play and why was jesus able to forgive him because at some point because the word does not go against itself right so right jesus said earlier on hey if you don't forgive you won't be forgiven but if i can forgive you in this instance it must be because you've given some forgiveness somewhere which could have and and and, and this would be a leap but it could have been what got you in your situation in the first place the unforgiveness but now that you've forgiven and you took care of your business, now let me come in here and let me go ahead and take care of this for you. Why? Because you've forgiven. You've allowed me to come in and be able to work on your behalf. There's no opposition mm. here now. The fruits of forgiveness. That's that's powerful, bro. Like, I think that we, we, we like, I love that because the benefits of forgiveness, you know, I said something, I heard somebody say before that holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping that the other person is affected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And unforgiveness, you know, when, when it settles in, it brings its friends too. I really believe that in a lot of instances, unforgiveness opens up the door to addiction, different things, because there's a there's a hardness of heart that is developed when you constantly hold on to it. And, and it really, man, it spreads, man. And, and so, I, like I said, I think we need a, a better Christology, a better understanding of who Christ is, man. You know, one of the scriptures that um, I'm reminded of is um, in Colossians chapter three, mm. verse 12 through 15. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, mm -hmm. kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. Yeah. And if one has complaint against another, forgiving each other 
as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Man. And above all these, put on love, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And get this, here's the result. Mm. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Some of us don't really have peace mm. because we, we're holding on to unforgiveness. We're holding yeah. on to offense. We're holding on to the trauma that has, has, has happened in our lives. And some of you are like, well, how do I forgive? How do I forgive? And, and look, I don't have a, a, a super eloquent answer. Pray for God's help. Yeah. God, help my unbelief. Man, listen. Help my unbelief. That's what the, that's what the disciples pray, right? Help yep. my, uh, help me, help me. Help my unbelief, Lord. Help me to forgive. Because just like salvation isn't a one-time experience, like we're not just saved right now, but our minds are constantly being saved. A part of that process of our minds being renewed and our minds being saved is allowing the Lord to heal us mm. and giving it to him. He says in Matthew, uh, I think it's in Matthew 6 as, four, as, four, as well, take my yoke upon you. Mm. For my yoke is easy yeah. and learn of me. Take my yoke upon you and, and learn of me. I want to teach you something is what Jesus is saying. For my yoke mm -hmm. is easy and my burden is light. You know what a yoke is, bro? Mm -hmm. When you look at the word yoke, uh, an example of what a yoke is, is something that you tie around the necks of, mm -hmm. of cattle. Mm -hmm. Um you tie it around the necks of cows or, or horses oxen. and the purpose yeah. of an, an oxen and the purpose of a yoke is to weigh the beast down so you can be able to control the beast mm -hmm. however you want to control it. Well, the enemy uses unforgiveness in our lives as a yoke to hold us down, to carry us and to turn us every which way that he wants to. And this is why Jesus comes and says, hold up, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, I come with a burden, but my burden is light. What I'm asking I don't, you, yeah. Yeah, I don't want, I don't know, I don't want the burden of the world because it, I can't carry it. Bro. It, I self-destruct. I, I want to feel what Jesus feels. Because I know when I feel what Jesus feels, he only tears down the parts of me that's not like him. He, he, Jesus doesn't expose us to destroy us. He exposes us to build us up. See, the world tries to expose you to condemn you, to tear you down. Um, and that is, the, that is the works of the flesh. And so we have to we have to start giving these things to the Lord. And, and it starts with being honest. Amen. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. I got unforgiveness Amen. in my heart. Got it, yeah. I, I feel I feel God. And, and sometimes you got to get real with God. God, I feel like I have a right to this because I was actually done wrong. Some of you was actually done wrong. 
I feel like this, but I know it is contrary to your word, God. Help me, Lord. Whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. And that is a sincere cry. Help me. Yeah. Help me. When is the last time you cried out to the Lord? Help me. Man. Bro, let me chime in with something real quick. Um, one of the reasons why the disciples' response to Jesus' statement in regards to forgiveness, Lord, increase our faith. One of the reasons why that's so important, we touched on it earlier, you just touched on it a minute ago. We've experienced so much before Christ. We've experienced so much outside of Christ or without him being able to be the, the dominant figure in our lives. And so what we've right. experienced has taught us not to trust. It's taught mm. us to have fear. It's taught us to be apprehensive. It's taught us to try to hedge our bets when we're dealing with people, especially. Um, it's taught us to disqualify ourselves from believing that we belong in certain settings or certain scenarios or uh, or at certain tables. It, it, it's taught us to belittle ourselves. And so right. there's so many things that have gone on that have come as a result of these things that we've encountered and experienced and have created learned behavior in us that have fed curses on the bloodline and, and, and taken them from just simply being passed down to us embracing them and choosing to yield ourselves to them, choosing to put that yoke on. So that 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 prayer, Lord, increase our faith. God, help me to trust you. Help me to trust that you're not like my ex-husband or my ex-wife. Help me to trust that you're not like, you know, the real estate agent who's putting my business out. Help me to trust that what I bring to you you can actually do something about God. So I, I, you, their prayer was sincere. It's like, Lord, I, you know, help me to understand that you're not like man. Right, that right, That you won't right. disappoint me. That you won't let me down. That you won't put my business in the street. So that yeah. when I bring to you all of this that I am right now, because again, you know, a lot of the fallacy that we have is individuals believe that they're going to clean themselves up and then come to Christ. Rather than allowing him to do the cleaning, all you got to do is come. Yeah. You talk about the yoke and the That's burden powerful. of the world. The world puts you through hoops simply for entertainment. They guarantee nothing on the other side of it. So right. that's how you continue to end up hurt. That's how you continue to be devalued because you're trying to achieve the approval of individuals who keep moving the mark. And so once you've done one thing, they say, okay, well, no, we need you to do something else. We're not still here right now. This isn't how you gain our favor. You got to do this and X, Y, Z. That's not God. That's but not because God. of these experiences, we are gun shy. And we don't. Want so, Lord, increase our faith. God, help me. Like you said, Lord, help my unbelief. Take out of me this doubt that I have in terms of being able to trust individuals outside. I don't even trust me. So help me to understand how to trust you with what it is that I'm dealing with, with what it is that I've been holding on to. God, I haven't been able to tell people 
about X, Y, Z. I haven't been able to reveal or release these things. So, so I've been carrying them because I didn't think anybody else cared or anybody else wow. wanted to listen or anybody else saw the value in me. God, help me to understand that you're not like man, that you're not like the people who hurt me. Yeah. Lord, increase my faith. So that prayer, like, listen, bring it. Right. Whatever it is, what, whatever it was, whatever it still is. And let me tell you, if you feel something when you see somebody and it's not the love of Christ, it's not, I want you to do, there, there's something inside that has to, you You got to let it go. Whether they're the reason you feel it or not, you, 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 you got to get to the root of it. Because again, if you don't, that stuff is going to continue to follow you. And remember, yeah. fear and torment are of the enemy. That's not God. That's not God. God don't tell you, remember, 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 always be reminded of where you got hurt and who hurt you and how it happened. So now you're looking for these same earmarks and other situations. You get involved in things. Yeah. Look, you go to a church and you look for and expect something to go on to let you know, I don't need to be here. And so right. then you stay disconnected and you're out on this island and you're trying to live saved, but you have no connection. You, 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 you have no cover. You, you have no community. And it's difficult because it's hard for you to encourage yourself in the Lord. It's hard for you to know what God is saying because you're relying on you. Right. All of these things, again, at the root, that unforgiveness, that hurt, that damage, Man. that trauma, that brokenness that God didn't do, but that the world doing that the enemy set up to have you exactly where you are right now. But again, thank God for Jesus. Yes. We can be free from all of that not just some of that and paul yeah. said this he said what, what the, the one thing that i do i don't I'm, i i don't want to be stuck in it i'm not going to live in yesterday because that's not beneficial for me so the one thing i don't pretend that i've got it all together and this is the guy who wrote 14 books of the new i don't pretend that i've got it all figured out but this one thing right. i do i forget those things which are come on that because God's given me the ability to understand that I'm not my past. Right. I have to choose that today and I got to sow and invest in my tomorrow. But you don't have to be what happened to you. You don't have to be who happened to you. Jesus can fix all of that. All of that. Yeah. I like what Jillian Ch Charlton said. She said um, to overcome unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. We really have to come to grips with our lack of vulnerability because we don't trust God that he will handle the issue for us. That's on point, Jillian. Bro, like we, we, yeah. we giving it to the Lord, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's, you know, a big part because really what we're talking about is deliverance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Walking, walking in deliverance requires walking in repentance mm -hmm. and walking in repentance requires discipline and so whenever someone is struggling or whenever i feel like i'm struggling in a particular area i look at where do i lack discipline because oh, man. to be a disciple gotta means have. to be discipline mm. and so usually where we lack discipline is usually where the door is open 
for our flesh to run rampant and have its mm -hmm. way. And that's where the enemy is able to get a hold of things yeah. when our flesh is, isn't being checked. And so, you know, I often look if I, you know, I'm struggling with unforgiveness, but the music I'm listening to is always uh, talking oh. about hatred, <laughs> talking about getting on, on my haters and, and, you know, we're indoctrinating ourselves. The, the, the stick that's stirring the pot. You know what I'm saying? So this is yeah. where yeah. removing and eliminating certain people, folks who continue to remind you of your trauma, you yeah. don't need to be around them people. Yeah. Music, movies, I mean, things that continue to perpetuate what you've gone through and experienced, it's not about relating to those things. It's about those things helping keep you in bondage. Yeah. We, we have to... This, and this is the part that a lot of times we don't want to hear about. And I apologize for cutting you off, bro. But no, you brought that part up, man. I'm like, yo, we don't like to be told that we shouldn't engage or, or entertain certain things. We, we don't like that. But we wonder why after listening to certain things, we feel a certain way. Or we wonder why right, after right. watching certain things, you know, we walk a certain way or we handle things. But you're, you're, you're being influenced there. You, you do realize there's a spirit behind a lot of these things. And so when I've got stuff already inside of me and, and, and then now mm. here comes along these friends or here comes along this song and it's not glorifying God and it's not edifying me, but I relate to it and I connect with it because in my flesh and in my heart, I've been there. Oh, they get me. What good is that? I used to hate when cats would, would rave about Mary J. Blige and all she would talk about is getting, you know, cheated on and hurt and dumped. You bring all these folks to your concerts and you stir all these folks up and all their flesh and all their emotion and all this hurt and all this brokenness. Where are you going to take them? Uh -oh. You've worked all this stuff up in them. Leave Come people's on, entertainment alone, bro. You, bro can't listen, buy, listen. you can't bother people's entertainment. So what you going to do? You, you going to stay bound or you going to get free? I just want to know. I just want to know. Because at the end of the day, when we start to examine our lives and we wonder why, you got certain stuff in your crib that doesn't need to be there. You got certain magazines and publications that don't need to be there. You got records in your house that don't need to be there. You have things that you are allowing willfully into your ears, which is getting in your heart and in your spirit. You, that, again, you're wondering why you can't get over certain hurdles. You're wondering mm. why you can't achieve certain deliverances and grow in certain areas in your salvation and it's because you got things that you are willfully allowing to hold you back and so you are just you're in a time loop and you are repeating mm. the same things over and over and over again for you it is groundhog day spiritually my god because you are not Yikes. allowing god to take away the things i don't care if you grew up on it it doesn't matter God is trying to grow you up on something else. Mm. Let God take that stuff out the equation so that, because I promise you this, when you step away from it and you look at who you were in comparison to where you will be and where you move on from, you'll see, man, Lord, I get it now. I didn't then because I was in it, but man, I was not allowing you to be to me, everything. That you, and, and so again, when, when Jillian used that word vulnerability, that's important, bro, because we're, we, when we talk about healing, when we talk about 
hurt, when we talk about forgiveness and stuff like that, let us not be of the belief that once we get delivered and once we get healed, it's never going to happen again. If you love right. the right way, if you love the way that Jesus commands us to, it involves us being vulnerable. So somebody's going right. to take advantage of you again, but now you're suffering as a Christian versus suffering as a murderer or suffering self-inflicted wounds or as a busybody or something. So your suffering at this point is blessing. God can bless you because you've gone through the suffering the right way. You weren't doing stuff you ain't had no business doing or holding on to things that you didn't have any business. So let's let's make sure that we understand that vulnerability is required, required. if we're right. going to love the right way. But we have to get rid of stuff in order to get to the place where being exactly. vulnerable. And again, that don't mean it don't hurt when somebody takes advantage of the God in you, when somebody takes advantage of the love of Christ in you, it doesn't feel good, but you handle it a better way because now you're at another place. So yeah. this is about, again, that, that, that growth and that maturity, once God is able to come in and really mold and shape and get his hands dirty. Yeah. I think this is so good, man. I think that, um, the another thing vulnerability there's no such thing as vulnerability without honesty mm -hmm. and yeah. so we have to be honest with ourselves and honest with god and we have to allow the holy spirit to do what he does and that is to convict us of our sin to to lead and guide us into all truth you know he is the comforter he is the helper he is here to reveal jesus to us that's that's what the holy ghost does yeah. it's not enough for us to know about jesus it we need to experience him and know him in a real way you know what i'm saying I, I'm, I'm, I know you from Chicago. You're a Chicago guy. I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. Like I can quote stats about Michael Jordan. I can, I can tell you what year this shoe came out, that shoe came out, like yeah. all of these things about Michael Jordan. But guess what? I don't know Michael Jordan. Yeah. And we and don't. don't we you don't. don't and he don't. And he and he don't know me. If I walked up to him today, he'd be like, "Man, who is this joker, man?" that's how it is with god a lot of times with us we we have a form of godliness hmm. but we Whoa. deny the application we deny the power the power the, yeah. the gospel is the power of god mm -hmm. unto salvation for that's, i am unashamed yeah. of the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation and so we know god's statistics but we don't get personal with him because we don't want to trust God with our hurt. Mm. We don't want to trust God with our offenses because one of the things that God is going to always do, even in the midst of our offense, he's going to always require us to deny ourselves. Liz, man. So here's one thing my pastor said years ago and it always stuck with me a true measure of growth and maturity in christ jesus 
is when you can apologize and you weren't wrong. Mm. Because you're considering, you're simply considering the other person. So now not only does the Holy Spirit remind us of our sin and expose it and reveal it to us, but he also addresses areas where we've erred. And we simply need to make amends for the other person, for the other person. And so right. the forgiveness aspect, man, it's for the forgiver more than it is for the forgivee, more than it is for the recipient. You giving forgiveness is going to do much more for you than it will for the person. Again, the person who wrongs you, you may never see again in your life. And and and, and that's the one aspect, man, that, that people don't realize. You know, there are going to be right. times where God is required for you to give forgiveness that's never asked for. There yeah. are times where there's transactional forgiveness where somebody came and asked me for it and, and I had to give it to them. But there's going to be times where you got to give it when there's no one around to request it. Are you strong enough? Are you broken enough to allow God to take that too? Because yeah. the face and the name won't come back to claim the damage that they inflicted. Are you still, are you going to let God have that as well? You, 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 right. you'll, you'll never be able to resolve that situation with the person, but you will be able to resolve that situation with the creator if you allow God to have that too. Yeah. And, and all of this affects how, you know, you know, how we treat one another, man. Mm -hmm. The, the mm -hmm. Bible said, see, see the enemy, the devil is constantly after our witness because uh -huh. he know the, the devil knows the word. He knows that they will know that we are his disciples by the love that we have for one another. another. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so if we can be, if he can get us fighting like cats and dogs, you know, getting us to erect idols of in politics or idols of skin and ethnicity huh. things that are not rooted in the word of god rooted in truth and righteousness and i'm not saying that you know god didn't make different nationalities in creation yet he he did it to display his glory but we have to understand that we are a family of in God. We are a, are the body of Christ. I was sitting down earlier this week with a, um, a a white pastor friend of mine. We had lunch, and we talked about the race stuff. You know, we talked about what has transpired in the last year, and and you know what we did, bro. We just sat and listened to each other. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. We were open to this. We were, we were open to, if we were going to disagree with each other, we could disagree. Um, but we were open to listen to each other from a sincere place because we love each other. See, we lack love. Man, man. We lack, we lack love, man. <laughs> the, 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 the heart of the gospel is the love of God. And one of the foundational troops in the gospel and foundational pieces of the gospel is forgiveness yeah you don't have there is no gospel without forgiveness 
None. And so, None. and so, what's awesome about the gospel, mm. and I'll always bring it back um, to the gospel, is because why does Jesus command us? Now, catch this, y'all. Why does Jesus command us to forgive our enemies? Why does He command us to love our enemies? And it's simple. It's because He died for His. Mm -hmm. He died for his. Yeah. yeah. You have to you have to allow God to show you how filthy you were and are without him. Man. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Like we we we've we've offended God. You know what I'm saying? That's why we need a savior. You know what I'm saying? So when God looks at us, he sees the blood of Christ. He sees the sacrifice. For for without the shedding of blood, no remission. there is no remission. There is no payment yeah. for sin. Mm -hmm. And so we all need a savior. And so we can't be like the, the wicked tax collector in, in Matthew 18. The tax collector and mouthpiece talked about this last episode. The tax collector, he receives grace and, and his debts are forgiven. Mm -hmm. And then when somebody owes him five dollars, right, he like, where's yeah. my money at? Listen, listen. And, and he punishing, he forgot that he was just forgiven of a thousand dollars. Now he's about to jump on somebody's head for being late paying them five dollars. Yeah. How 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 quickly we forget the grace and mercy of God shed abroad in our hearts. How quickly we forget the grace and mercy of God towards us yeah. where we don't want to extend it to others. I don't got time to be on social media hating people. Bro. I've been there. I've been guilty of it before. I don't I don't I don't have time to art you know, some of these conversations shouldn't even be had on social media because <laughs> that's a whole nother show. That's a whole no, but we, we have to address that though really quickly because when you talk about the lack of love that we have, the lack of empathy that we have for and and as a people who are supposed to be earmarked by that, like that's supposed mm. to be our signature. That's it. If if nothing yeah. else, they're supposed to know like, man, if I come in contact with a saint of God. That person loves me just because I exist, because that's how God loves me. Like that's supposed to be our calling card. Right. But when we lack that and when we. We man, listen, spiritually, we are very lazy. We've become complacent, this particular generation. And so all of these other things go on. But we have all of this time to spend online arguing and debating instead of taking no consideration of who we offend in the process because what does the flesh know the flesh knows to defend its comfort whatever makes sense to the mm. flesh that's what the flesh fights to protect okay yeah and so when you start when you post something that is of sound doctrine you again to inadvertently or intentionally attack the sensibilities of individuals who have as you mentioned erected these other idols race belief you know the bhi and you know you you you, you, you sound doctrine 
attacks the sensibilities of these individuals. And so now on these platforms where your tone can't be taken into consideration, where your expressions can't be taken into consideration, we have these debates that turn into full-fledged arguments where we see these individuals exposed, like you mentioned earlier, what's actually inside of them. And what comes mm -hmm. out is not the love of Christ. What comes out is I'm going to fight to defend my position. I'm going to fight for preference. And what am I doing? Well, for those on the outside looking in, I'm showing them why they don't want to be a part of the body of Christ. Never mind that this happens everywhere. It shouldn't be happening with us. But we're not yeah. taking that into consideration. So I'm and, showing and them that. And then, to your point earlier, while I'm offending the person that I'm arguing with, I'm also offending God. Yeah. So I've done this unto the least of these. I've yeah. done it unto him. And so, again, now we can complain about being offended. But one thing that we do understand and realize is that hurt people hurt people. And again, whether you do it intentionally or not, because it's a part of you, it's mm -hmm. something that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, it's going to come out. Yeah. Whether it's pronounced in a conversation or typed uh, on, on a status, it's going to come out. And so now another reason why, you know what, before I get online and start talking about anything, Lord, I, I need you to deal with me. I need you to deal right. with my heart. Yeah. I don't need, actually, I need to throw my phone away. Let me deactivate <laughs> all of these accounts because sometimes that's that what I it takes. Bro, listen, anything I say sometimes is anything right now. If that's yeah. what I got to do, not only to be, to keep myself from being quote unquote triggered, which you shouldn't be, but yeah. I mean, in order for me to do something that's going to hurt you because I've hurt somebody else, God, you know what? Let me take a pause. Right. Let me shut this stuff down. But again, everything is so instant. The access is so instant. And so going back to your earlier point, the self-righteousness is so rampant because nobody has to check me here on these platforms. And if you attempt to hold me accountable based on the scripture and that being what we're supposed to do, and you don't have to do it, uh, 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 you know, uh, you don't have to be out of character. You don't have to be nasty with it, et cetera, et cetera. If I don't want to hear it, I'm going to block you. I'm right. not going, I'm not going to address me. I'm going to block you. And this is the, this is the other point when you talked about earlier about these ministries out here. And this, this, this is part of that whole candy coated Christianity where, you know, Hey man, you're a victim and God is always going to do X, Y, Z for you, et cetera, et cetera. What happens is that we walk around blaming everybody else. Mm. We try to build relationship with God, blaming everybody else for our sin. And again, it's not your fault in most instances that you got hurt. Right. But how we respond to these situations, especially as believers, individuals who have access to that power. It's not just the power to get you to heaven. It's not just the power to keep you from going to hell. It's the power to make you whole. We talk about Isaiah 53 and all the things that were accomplished on the cross, the chastisement of your peace. He took it so that you could have it. Mm. This is what is supposed to be a part of your walk. And so I know last week y'all talked about the mental health and stuff like that. Like 
yeah, the enemy, the weapon can form. But it all, the it, it all ties you. together. Yeah, the enemy can try to attack you with depression and, and, and all of these other things. And yeah, according to the quote unquote facts of life, I may have a legitimate reason. However, because of the hope that I have in Christ, because yes. of the life and that more abundantly that he's given me, I don't have to choose that. I can choose joy. I can choose peace. I can choose to forgive because I've been forgiven. Right. No, I think that's that's powerful, man. Um, and, and all of this is important, like what you're saying, because I, I think about it like this, too, when it comes to the world and, and, and the witness aspect. And mm. we we can't look like the world when it comes to this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what, what I usually find is lukewarm Christians want a church that looks like the world. Man. <laughs> and 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 non-Christians want a church that don't look like the world. Yeah. <laughs> and so we we there has to be a distinction that the world can't look at us. And we're 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 just as lost as them, and so we have a responsibility not just to get get things right with God for our own souls' per sake, but for the sake of those who are assigned to us. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not it's not just your pastor's job to to minister yeah. to people. Yeah. No, the Bible says that. You've been given the ministry, ministry of rec reconciliation. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Because you've been reconciled. If you've been yes, reconciled, sir. you've been given a ministry of reconciliation. And so our lives need to show that we've been reconciled back to God by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. And it comes, it comes down to, do we really believe what's in the word? Yeah. Do we really believe the word? Man. You know what I'm saying? Help my unbelief. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I don't know about y'all. I don't want to be wasting my time. I don't want to play church. I want to be the church. You know, it's it's too too many of us that are just comfortable with playing church. We we you know we we know how to say hallelujah. We're singing on the praise and worship team. We we're active. We're doing things. We. We, we know how to put on the church act and the church face, but we're holding on to unforgiveness. Mm. Our spirits are nasty. We have nasty yeah. attitudes. We're Bro. just as we're just as nasty as the work. Like we, we we're cussing. We're we uh. doing every, there's we don't we don't look different. You coming from and, and 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 the world looking at us like man, they faking. Like it's Halloween every Sunday for them. Bro. You know what but I'm it saying? Gives, it it, it it shows individuals, and my pastor talked about this the other day. They either look at it in two ways. They say, all Christians must be like that, so I don't want to be a part of it. Or it says, okay, then being a Christian must mean that I can still do X, Y, Z. And neither of those is true. But again, we're so reckless. So when we talk about stuff like, um, like church hurt, things of that nature, um, which is, you know, been a big topic over the last few years. 
uh, still a big topic now because again, it's convenient. Never mind. We don't call the world hurt, world hurt, but we specify church, uh, oh, oh, the church hurt me. Eh, okay, listen, there are reckless individuals who are out there. There are renegades who are out there who, even if they are in a, in a church that's in truth, that preaches the gospel, that preaches the entire world, individuals choose what they want to hear, what they want to apply what they agree with, what they don't agree with, how they're going to mold and shape. And what they do is they, they end up trying to tailor make their salvation. And so a lot of times people come in contact with these things. So they come in contact with these individuals. So you talked about the nasty folks with the attitudes, et cetera, et cetera. Well, because the church traditionally has been very forgiving over the years, we allow individuals to work while they work through what's going on. And yes, there's right. a higher standard that should be in place for the church, but we got to soberly understand that individuals in the church aren't perfect. They're being perfected. Okay. And so, yeah, I should expect more because that's who we're supposed to be as a body of Christ. But just say, for example, if I'm coming in out the street and I run into somebody that's already in church and I don't know anything about them, but maybe they're having a bad day. It's no excuse for the saint of God, but the same grace that I give to that relationship, the dude that's beating on me, but I keep going back to him and I won't leave him. I won't walk away from him, even though I know he does not have my best interests at heart, but I've got this soul tie with this situation. So I won't walk away. I won't let it go. Why can't I give that grace to the church? Why can't I give yeah. that grace to God and say, listen, this one individual may have misrepresented you, but I'm still hungry for you. The enemy sets it up so that we quickly throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. And now we don't want, we don't want anything to do with church, with God, and we're missing pieces and parts of what's supposed to make us whole as, as a part of this walk. And so again, we, as the body of Christ, we can't afford to be reckless because right. in all honesty, we may not ever get another chance. There's a, there's a song, um, Calvin Bernard Rome made years ago, living me Jesus. Um, cause I might be the only Jesus some individuals may ever see. So Lord, you right. know, walk to me, talk to me. We don't take things like that literally. And we should, because again, we have no idea what individuals have been through. We have no idea where they are at that moment. We cannot afford to be the catalyst for more hurt for more right. disappointment, for more heartache, because now, now the blood is on our hands. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think in all of this, man, we, we have to learn how to give it to God, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what it comes down to. And, and, and look, man, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, sometimes it's a process, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You know, of, of allowing Christ to be formed in you you know what i'm saying and so i know for me my prayer is always god help me you know um you have not because you ask not you know what i'm saying and and, and that applies in the area of deliverance and freedom as well Amen. you know what i'm saying um I'm, I'm a firm believer if a person really wants the truth the truth is gonna come knocking on their door if you pray, if you pray to God 
for him to send the right people in your life and, and, and direct you in what church you should go to, he's not going to leave you hanging. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Um, but a lot of times we, we try to do things on our own. It's that self-righteousness in us. Where we try to, we, we're, we're not really having faith in God. We're, we're just uh, putting Jesus' name on our self-righteousness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I, my prayer is that tonight has been a blessing for, for all the listeners tonight. Um, and, and listen, man, how can how can people keep up with you, David, man? How, how What's your social media handles and, and, and things of that nature? Um, so if you run through my website, yieldedmusic.com, um, you can connect with me through all the social media outlets, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. You can find all of that stuff there. So you can just head over to the website. For sure. Listen, I, I'm 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 so glad that you came on today, man. We we gonna have to do this again, man. I, I think one of the things I want to talk about real soon on an upcoming episode is discipleship mm. over programs. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Discipleship yeah. over programs because I think we're in a time, especially you know, we've seen so many people lead a church. Uh. Um, you know, and, and what I'm seeing is people really are craving relationship and something that's real, authentic, you know, and, and a lot of times when we get caught up in, in programs and putting stuff on, nothing wrong with doing church service or programs. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things. But when we major in those things, usually we minor in discipleship and doing life with people. And so um, for me, it's been a conviction lately to really just um, work on displaying and, and, and doing life with people from a very practical standpoint. You know, I, I served as a youth pastor for like over eight years. I've put together programs, concerts, brought different artists in and all of that. I've done all of those things. But at the end of the day, people um, want to know that you care. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. And, and discipleship requires us to get in the mud with people. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. Sometimes, and that's uncomfortable. Sometimes we don't want our lives to be um, interrupted. In, interrupted. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But but that's what Jesus commands us to do. He says, go into all Nate, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so um, what I want to do tonight, man, I just want to pray, pray out. Um, if you can pray for people tonight, anybody who may be struggling with unforgiveness um, and, and, and our prayer and, and, and that they give it to the Lord. So if you can pray uh, for the people tonight, David, go for it. Absolutely. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Um, we praise you, Father, for this time, Lord God, and just for the opportunity, Lord, to uh, be able to share your heart on tonight, Father. And we just pray even now, God, for anyone who may be watching, Lord God, who has been uh, carrying things with them, Lord God, or attempting to carry hurt, um, to carry pain, Lord God, to carry uh, a drama, Lord God, to carry trauma, Lord God, things that were uh, impactful to them, God, as a youth, um, secrets, Lord God, God, um, hidden things, Lord God, God, weights, Lord, that you did not design us to carry, Lord God. We're praying and asking even now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, God, that you would help 
that individual, Lord God, to release that thing to you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. God, you said in your word, Father, that you are near, you're close, God, to the brokenhearted, Father. And so we just pray even now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that if there's a, a broken heart, Lord God, that is listening in on tonight, Lord God, and they, they're, they're trying to figure out how to be healed, how to be whole, Lord God, how to let go, how to surrender, Father. We're praying, God, that they would yield and submit and surrender, Lord God, their hurts, God, their heart and their life to you, even now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray. That you will remind individuals, Lord God, God, that even like the prodigal son, Lord God, God, that there's still a place, Lord God, in you that they can return to, Lord God. And so we just pray, Father, even now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, God, that this prayer, God, that these words, Lord God, and that ultimately, Father, your presence and your power, Lord God, will meet them where they are. And Lord God, that you will take them from where they are to where it is that you desire for them to be, Father. We bind the lies of the enemy even now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Jesus, the low self-esteem, Lord God, the pride, the hurt that says don't go, don't trust, don't release, don't yield, don't submit, don't surrender, Lord God. We arrest those lies even now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And we lose your truth, God, because it's the truth that makes us free, Lord God. And so we believe you for yes, freedom Lord. on tonight, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you for it in advance, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And we thank you for equipping us, your people, to go forward in you, Lord God, to do what it is that you've called and created us to do, Father. We believe you for it. We count it done as we ask it of you. In Jesus' mighty matchless name, it is so. Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want you guys to make sure you go to pathofrevelationnow.com leave your prayer requests check out some of the merch i got there this is one of the shirts that's on there the confidence shirt um make sure you subscribe to the path of revelation podcast you know i'm doing something different now this is our second live um video show you know i, I appreciate uh those who tuned in and commented you know we want to build this up share the show with somebody uh, i'm gonna probably be releasing this show tomorrow on all the digital outlets, Spotify, Apple, um, podcasts, and all of those things. So make sure you subscribe. However you listen to podcasts, however you watch, you can go to YouTube and subscribe to Path of Revelation page, um, or simply go to pathofrevelationnow.com. If you want to leave a donation, you can go to the website and do so as well. Listen, I just appreciate you guys, all the support. And listen, this is where the culture meets scripture and tune in next time. Love you guys.